Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. Heard joke once. Anomaly goes to doctor. Says he's depressed. Says life seems harsh and cruel. Says he feels all alone in a threatening world where what lies ahead is vague and uncertain. Doctor says, treatment is simple. Great article Peanut is in town tonight. Go and see him. That should pick you up. The anomaly bursts into tears. Says, but doctor, I am Peanut. Good joke. Everybody laugh. Rillard Snowdrum. Curtains. Welcome to Discovering SCP. Really makes you think, huh? Huh, yeah. Incredible, incredible. I stole that from Watchmen, but I, I don't know if you noticed, but you, it used to be about a clown, that quote, but now it's about a peanut. So I've, I've so, transformed it. so brave of you to admit what you've done to the content. You transformed yeah, it. I transformed um, it. Improved what it. Is up, what is up, Animal Crossing fan? Yes, this is uh, apparently an SCP podcast. You won't be able to tell by this point. Uh, uh, I think you can tell. We talk. We most podcasts that say they're about a thing don't talk about their thing most of the time. But most of our episodes are about the thing. Almost half of them have actually been about SCP. All of them have been about SCP. All the ones you've been in. What? So today we're going to be looking at a few SCPs. Is there uh, a podcast group chat I'm not a part of? Don't worry about it. So we got a few SCPs today. So uh, yeah. we last uh, week we took a look at uh, a few. Uh, I can't remember them right now because it's been a week. But oh, and as of as of time of recording, episode three hasn't been up yet. It's going up tomorrow. So if you recommended any SCPs, hopefully we'll get to them the next episode. Hopefully, yes. Because uh, we <laughs> no one knows that we asked for those yet. So that is a fault of the podcasting format we have uh, we have clothed ourselves in. We just can't stop recording. We're so funny. Exactly. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool you twice, Joker's trick, as they say. <laughs> this is the the great listening content where we looked at a meme before the episode started, and now we're just going to reference it the whole time without showing the original. <laughs> no, put it in the YouTube video. I'll... Make that the thumbnail. Okay, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> okay, so. This isn't the Joker podcast yet, though. This is SCP discovering... SC, explore, this, we're showing off the SCPs. Discovering SCP. Big podcast. Big cool. Big fun. We're going to make this happen. We're going to look at these guys. And uh, we're going to see what's going on with them. Alright, how about you tell the audience how many we have for today? We have... Are you ready? Five. SCP. Jeez, that's a lot of SCP. Yeah, almost half the wiki's content. Is that is that like a statement? I don't get it. <laughs> I think there's more than five. Uh, well, five that count. I won't speak about the uh, the content that I despise upon our wiki. Oh, you mean like uh, Robo Dude? Because that one wasn't very. I fucking good. hate Robo Dude. I hate that the, the 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 simpletons of this wiki have latched onto it. I'm gonna cut this bit out so they don't know I'm talking about them. <laughs> I hope you don't because it's so much funnier if you leave it in. Okay. So, um, yeah, we've just been sort of rambling, and we've been saying words, but we're not actually saying anything for these first few minutes. That's not true. We're having a conversation, and the audience is a part of it. Okay. Uh, by actively listening. Yeah, so, uh... You guys are doing great at home. Thank you so much. We're going to be leaving gaps uh, while we're talking about the, uh, the SCPs here. And you can, if you want, you can fill in those gaps and feel like you're also here in the room with us. 
Yeah, all right. Uh, three seconds of silence, go. You did what? I can't <laughs> believe it. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, let's let's get, get this guy out of here. Yeah, he's too crazy. Okay. okay. <clears throat> First of five SCPs. Let's go before we do this all, the whole time. Yes, yeah, so we have... We're going to be looking at... Well, well, we'll see how things unfold here. I won't uh, say anything yet. This is the first one of the uh, of the day. Let's see how Joker's trick goes. It, yeah. it, 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 there's no relation to the Joker. This is SCP-909 by Salomon Corbet, who uh, I actually got on quite well with when uh, we were both on the wiki at the same time. He doesn't really hang out much anymore, which is a shame, because yep. he, uh, he, he, <laughs> he was really nice to me. Oh, that's really sweet. Um... Okay, hey, so, so uh, I see there's a, another script here. Yeah, yeah, you do. You instantly fucking do, don't you? <laughs> so I can. I, I always check for them now. So let's see. Let's let's see what SCP nine hundred nine is all about. Sure, hit me up. Item cla item number SCP nine hundred nine. Object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. It's been contained in a standard human containment cell. No writing materials are to be allowed inside the cell. A short summary of its current situation is to be pasted on the wall beside the bed. Extras are to be provided if the previous summary is removed by 909. It's to be fed three times daily with any peanut-free meal. If 909 is seen attempting to write or draw, he is to be inca incapacitated through non-lethal means. Wait, why can't he be artsy? Because he's fucking awful at drawing. No one can stand to look at it. That's so mean. Just let him use 6-7. That's what it was, right? The pen? Yeah, the monkey pen. Yeah, let him use the monkey pen. <laughs> Currently, experimentation with 909's effect has been discontinued due to risk of containment breach. Research may be conducted if the current site director's approval is given. As of current regulation on misters, SCP-909 is to be contained in hall blank of site blank. What could this mean? I don't know. You tell me. This is This is a weird one compared to the ones we usually see. What makes you say that? Well, for one, they specify, like, his meals. And, like, well, usually when, when you get to special containment procedures, it's been very scientific. It's, like, five meter by five meter wall, steel. You have mm. a camera here. Guards go shift. But this one's, like, he's in a standard cell. And then the rest of it is just, like, all right, feed him and don't let him draw. Right, It's, like, yeah. very different than what I'm used to. So yeah, so this is, this is sort of further along in the wiki's history a bit here. So it has sort of changed a little bit there. Okay. okay, so, so just... let's get to this description. Let's learn about him. SCP-909 appears to be a young adult Caucasian male suffering from permanent anterograde amnesia. Is it... that you? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the start of this episode. It seems like you've fallen for my Joker's trick. <laughs> <laughs> SCP-909 seems to be aware of his condition, but cannot recall experiences past this, aside from memories gained due to 909's effects. Its anomalous effects become apparent when it writes down any of the experiences still in its working memory. When described through writing, experiences immediately enter its long-term memory. However, the experience disappears from the memory of all other persons involved. What? So, let's say you walk into the room, don't do a dance or something, and he writes down that you did that. He will now always remember that, and you will not remember it at all. Oh, that's kind of weird, and there's no way to get that memory back? Uh, I guess not. You know what? Couldn't they use this as, like, the ultimate amnestic? They could, yes, but they wouldn't be able to remember they did it, I don't think. Uh, well, couldn't they read his paper? I guess they could, yeah. 
So SCP-909 is allergic to peanuts and we go to anaphylactic shock following the ingestion of any peanut products. It was discovered at entrance expunged of site blank. So it actually was found at this SCP facility, it says. That's strange. Also, he's like the anti-137. Like, you always bring up 137, but he's allergic. 173, yeah. So he hates peanut. Oh, 173. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this is the only man in all of SCP who does not think peanut funny. So he's, he's, he's wrong. Yeah, I guess. So, addendum 909-1. The words Mr. Forgetful from Little Misters by Dr. Wondertainment are tattooed upon 909's right calf. Upon discovery, it had been wearing a three-piece suit with the brand name Doctor's Orders sewn into the tag. Foundation personnel have yet to find a clothing company operating under this name. Oh, you found me another Doctor Wondertainment! Yeah, so and we notice it says it's from Little Misters here, and we actually say at the end of the current the containment procedures, mention yeah. of current regulation on Misters, uh, plural there. That's weird. So, addendum 909... Oh, Doctor mm. Wondertainment. Sorry, I, I'm sorry for interrupting. Usually, aren't they like toys? Yeah, just like a duty fucked up. So, addendum 909-2. Further examination of 909's clothes revealed a list of other possible instances of anomalous humanoids similar to 909. See document 909A inside the left pants pocket, and we have an interview log. So, which one do you want to be, 909 or Doctor Long Name? I definitely want to be 909. Okay, so it was... Uh, who should be interviewer interviewed and forward? I'll just read those, I guess. Interviewed 909, interviewer Dr. Glastonbury. Okay, Glastonbury. For, forward, 909 was put into initial observation for seven hours, during which its amnesia and relation to SCP-905 were discovered. So we'll, we'll see that later. 909 was then taken in for interview. Good morning, 909. 909, why are you calling me that? And where am I anyways? You are the SCP designated 909, and you are currently under my custody. I'm a doctor of the Foundation, and I'm going to research your anomalous effects. The Foundation? What's that? What? Okay, maybe we need a different voice for 909. <laughs> it sounds like wow. a caveman. <laughs> he's not, he's, he doesn't have any memories. <laughs> he's not, what does that mean he talks like that? At this point, Dr. Glastonbury presses a small button. I've been over rules. A noise lasting five seconds. SCP-909 is seen to lose focus. Hello, 909. 909, why are you calling me that? And where am I anyways? You are the SCP-designated 909, and you are currently under my custody. I am a doctor of the Foundation, and I'm going to research your anomalous affects. The foundation, what? Okay, let's try something else. Write down what I just told you. Alright. SCP-909 accepts the pen in stationery and proceeds to write. I can't but notice you're getting more and more uh, British as we go. <laughs> really? Later investigation <laughs> of Dr. Glastonbury's notes showed that he had planned to press the button previously mentioned at this point. Hey, who are you? I'm the uh, SCP under your custody. Don't you remember? Huh? Don't you remember? Before the quarantine? No. Where am I? What is this place? Closing statement. Dr. Glastonbury and 909 were removed from the room and confu amid confusion from all personnel involved in the incident. It 909 later explained the situation to uninvolved personnel and was placed in its holding cell. Dr. Glastonbury was discharged from duty and given a Class B amnestic. 
poor dude. He lost his fucking life. Um, and then can we have. Can you read that other document before I give my opinion? Yeah, so document 909 A. Let's have, open this up here. Oh, God, there's a lot of them. Yeah, so. Wow! You've just found yourself your very own little mister. A limited edition collection from Doctor Wondertainment. Find them all and become Mr. Collector. Does that make the SCP Mr. Collector? Who can say? And then we can see all of these are actual articles at this point. All the different little misters. So yeah, that's... this is something I was sort of wanting to have a look at. Because you said Wondertainment was pretty interesting. And this is like also a way to look at series of SCPs as well. Because little misters okay. are sort of the biggest ones of those. Alright, fair enough. Uh, and then there's a little addendum under what you read. Yeah, so the document shown was in the possession of 909. 905 states that it lost its copy in the breeze. 913 ingested its own copy. 917 has held a similar list, which can be found in its document. And 902 claims to have misplaced its copy. So we have a few of these in custody already, it looks like. Yeah. Okay, so this one... Um, I hope this doesn't step on anyone's toes. Hmm. Um, but this is the first one that I actually don't really like that much. Yeah, it's very simple, this one. Yeah, not only is it simple, but, like, they give you this concept, and it's like, oh, that's creative, and they give you one example, and it's the most basic example possible, and it just feels poorly written. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, you have a little, you have a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have, um, uh, inconsistency. Because you display, in the beginning of the interview, he can't remember literally anything, even things that happened, like, a second ago. Uh, hmm. Like when he's asking, you're 909, you're at the foundation, right? Yeah. But then it's like, oh, 909 dragged the doctor and was like, this guy forgot his memory, go help him. So, like, how did he remember that? Well, um, it, it mentioned that it, he remembers his own effects and everything there. Oh, my bad. In that case, that one's on me, but still, I don't know, this one, hmm. definitely. Yeah. I mean, granted, there's 20 of these guys, so maybe the quality suffers in favor of the quantity, or maybe... This one's just this not is, the best This was basically one of the first ones, so it gets a bit more complex from here on out. Okay. So I'll give it the benefit of it. But I just, I didn't want everyone to think that I just love every single SCP we read. We've been reading very good ones, but this is the first one where I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Sorry, I don't mean to offend the writer, uh, whoever you are. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Give your opinion. Oh, wait, I just realized you said this guy was your friend. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm, he's gonna kill me! <laughs> Tanoni. Friendship over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Sa Salmon Corbett. Yeah, he's a nice oh, guy. Oh, wow. He wrote this nine years ago. Isn't that how long you've been on the SCP Wiki? For over nine years? Yeah, it's, uh, it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Have so you ever edited this one? Let's check. I've not. Well, as far as I'm aware, I haven't. No, you haven't. Okay, so we're going to have a look at the uh, next of these these good, good boys next. That's uh, we get you the link. SCP-905 now, which is also by Salmon Corbet. So he's, right. he's written a lot of these early Little Misters here, because he sort of kicked it off okay, along with uh, Dexanote. Last... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'll go through this. Look at this, look at this guy, his picture. Oh! <laughs> Interesting note, this one's safe, and the last one was a Euclid. Mm. Okay, so let's uh, see what's going on with this one. Item number, SCP-905. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. 905 is contained in a 6 by 6 by 3 meter containment cell, painted matte black. Somato black even. This cell is to be devoid of any mirrors or windows. Two LED arrays have to be installed in cells housing 905. Every 4 hours, it's to be fed for 20 minutes. 
as of current regulations on misters, it's begins to a whole blank of sight blank. So we're keeping these guys together, it looks like. Okay. Well, this one's a little more specified in its containment procedures. Mm. It's Des a little more like the traditional ones I'm used to. Description. SCP-905 is a sentient entity composed of photons. These photons form a humanoid shape that has been described as fuzzy, but definite. It is roughly 1.75 meters tall, however its mass is immeasurable. It has shown the ability to speak through the manipulation of air particles, but its mechanism to perform this is unknown. It is capable of the same movement as a human male of the same body structure, but due to its photonic nature, it is unable to manipulate solid objects aside from emitting weak electromagnetic radiation. Solids such as doors must be moved for SCP-905 before it can leave or enter a room. 905 has the ability to pass through windows and other transparent objects. The photons it's composed of follow the usual laws of probability in this case, and will reflect back from the transparent object at a rate of 5%, separating any reflected photon from SCP-905 influence. It describes this as painful but variable. Uh, it sheds its photons at a constant rate of approximately 0.001% of its body volume per second. These photons are emitted at a wavelength of 308 uh, nm to 780 nm, exposing the fact that I'm fucking dumb as shit and don't know what that means. Uh, it's it's wavelengths. It's in nanometers. Of course, it's the I spectrum knew that. You measure, it's how you measure uh, light. It's wavelength determines like a color and how you can see it. Yeah, so I've let down. I'll show off a little bit with his knowledge here. Or without the human spectrum of visible light. It shows the ability to change the wavelengths emitted to match its background. Its lack of a shadow can make detecting it while hidden problematic. It shows an inability to absorb coloured light. Due to its constant loss of photons, it must be fed regularly in order to make them healthy body volume. Conver I was going to ask that. That's how he replied it. Conversely, feeding its too large amount of photons causes 905 to experience an oversaturation. It finds this extremely painful and describes it in a similar manner to human burns. Placing a mirror near 905 in an attempt to feed its own emissions results in it expressing extreme discomfort. When questioned, SCB-905 replied, Would you enjoy eating your own expletive redacted? I'm going to assume that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that was redacted. Thanks, SCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't they make... Don't, they, don't, they don't redact all the fucks in the other documents. Yeah, yeah. I can't make fun of this because I've done it, so... <laughs> Hey, that's fair. SCP-905 was discovered at the data expunged entrance of Site Blank. In fact, I almost respect it because so many of them just say fuck over and over. It's like, alright, a little bit of class from SCP for one. <laughs> Think of the children, guys. Come on. Yeah. Addendum 905-1. The words Mr. Chameleon from Little Misters by Dr. Wondertainment are printed upon its left calf. And it can't change the wavelength permitted by that print. This designation appears as 1 in 909-A's document there. So this is the first little mister officially on the list. Did he just take a bunch of people and, like, horrifically experiment on them? Who knows? Who can say? We'll have to look deeper into I thought he made, like, fun toys for kids that were just too dangerous. This is just, like, weird. These are, these are fun toys. Wouldn't you want no. Mr. Chameleon? Ruining Doctor Wondertainment for me. Wait, well, well, why? Why do you think it's so bad? It's just a. a I actually bad. don't think this one's bad. I like this one, but it it it's just and now I'm starting to think this seems less like toys and more like slavery. They are toys. It's like Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We right. toys can see everything. <laughs> 
I do like this one more though. I feel like it's a little better written, even though it has less upvotes. Mm. I also feel I also like the creativity and like, um, even though it, I, I guess it's hard to call accurate, but like you know he at least did his research in terms of light wavelengths and like how things work. I thought it was clever. I like this one a lot more than I don't. Yeah. Um, so what's next on the list? It's, are are all five of them misters? They are yes for this time. Okay. So we, and we we're only getting through five of them because it's so fucking many. That's fair. Uh, please don't tell me the next four episodes are just doing this. No, no, no. We might revisit another point, but this is a big thing, so... Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, SCP-917. Right. Oh, no, this one doesn't have a picture. Yes, I think, believe it used to, but it wasn't... A, there was copyright issues with it. Oh, so they had to take it down. We, it, we, mm, I don't know if we could really say this, because it, it might still be in the files. It is, actually, if you look. Okay. So you can still sort uh, of get a look yeah. at that. Ooh, he's blurry and old, and he's got like. Ooh, I, I shouldn't be saying this. It's literally just a dude with his face yeah. blurred up. Looks gross. Oh, Donnell Hiltz hates the elderly. I don't hate the elderly. <laughs> you fear them. I do fear them out of respect. Okay, so let's get on with this one. I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, I'm being rude. Who wrote this one again? I believe this was one of the originals as well. So this is also Salmon Corbet. Actually, it's Dexanote who wrote this one. Actually. Who wrote this one? Uh, Dexanote, who's also one of the ones who originally wrote the little mystery. Really? It here. says the first person who wrote it was Salmon Corbett. Yeah, but then you can see the comment above from Dexanote there. Mr. Moon created. Oh, I actually wrote this one when the Misters were originally one large S just leaving my mark. Um, yeah, so they. Do we trust Salmon or do we trust Dexanote? I, I believe how it works is originally the first three little Misters were one article. Then they got split into three different ones, and the original article was sort of a collaboration between Salmon Corbe and Dexanote there. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a oh, bit complicated. Oh, hello, Dexanote. Uh, giving you credit. And the last two were Salmon? Uh, yes, I, I'm not sure how exactly it worked, but... Is De it Salmon or Salman? Uh, Sal Salmon, I think it is. Okay, Salmon. Okay, so uh, Dexanote is still around, um, so I do see him around sometimes, oh. so that's cool. Uh, Dexanote, if you're watching this, hello. Uh, we're reading your SCP. Okay, so uh, item number, SCP-917. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. It's to be kept in a standard humanoid containment cell. Music and literature may be made available upon request. One aid is to be assigned to it at all times. Aids are to be rotated on six-hour shifts. It may request to be left in solitude at any time, however this privilege is restricted to four hours a day. A basic braille-based communication book has been supplied. A simple communication may be performed through this medium, as well as agreed-upon hand signals. Person is he mute? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Personnel are instructed to not awaken it while in new moon phase until absolutely required, as this may cause panic in the subjects personnel to wait until it gives the agreed-upon signal before interaction. 917 suffers from moderate arthritis and is to be supplied with medication when feeding is possible. Oh. It's a strange, that's a unique phrasing though, when feeding is possible. I guess I can't, I guess we'll find out in the description, but As yeah, this one's definitely generating some interest in me. As of current regulations on misters, it's to be contained in a whole blank of sight blank. These guys are just vibing in there. Yeah, just hanging it's out. It's like a party all day, except none of them want to talk to each other, and they all hate their lives. It's like a, in a new Pokemon game, like the Pokemon Camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just run up and feed them berries and pet them. <laughs> Description: Nine one seven appears to be an elderly Caucasian male. 
Its facial features appear to de degenerate and regenerate in relation to the lunar cycle, completely disappearing during the new moon and normal during the full moon. Subject's ears, eyes, nose and mouth will disappear, but facial wrinkles remain. This degeneration and regeneration mimics the phases of the moon, beginning at the left ear and crushing the subject's face. It is explained that the experience is painless, but leaves him blind, deaf and mute when the related features are absent. It does not seem to need to eat, drink or breathe when features are absent. However, it is explained that it feels extremely tired when suffering from the lunar phase. During an eclipse, data expunged is considered safe and does not cause long-term harm to the object. It was discovered at entrance expunged of sight blank. And then the oh. 917. The words I like the hmm. little I like the little inc inclusion they made for the eclipse cuz that signifies that it's not just like a coincidental time thing. It's literally affected by whatever yeah. the moon's doing. Yeah, I do have some like a little outside context to bring into this after we've got through it as well. Sure, of course. So addendum 917, the words Mr. Moon from Little Misters by Dr. Wondertainment are tattooed upon its right calf. Upon discovery, it had been wearing a coat, dress shirt, and slacks over the brand name Doctor's Orders sewn into their tags. A list similar to the one held by 909 has also been found in the left pants pocket. Where 917 is designated as 13. See the document. Wow! <laughs> you just found yourself your very own little mister. A limited edition collection from Dr. Wondertainment. Find them all and become Mr. Collector. So let's go through the names as well, just while we're looking at this again. Wait, real quick. If SCP owns them all, I guess it doesn't own 17. I was going to say, is there an SCP called Mr. Collector? Mm, you're, thinking, you're thinking good there. That might be something to look at later. Oh, okay. Alright, so yeah, let's read them. Number one, Mr. Chameleon. We've seen who we've seen. Number mm -hmm. two, Mr. Headless. Mm -hmm, Number mm -hmm. three, Mr. Laugh. Joker's trick. <laughs> <laughs> he created that meme and that's why he's an SCP. Number four, Mr. Forgetful. <laughs> Number five, Mr. Shapey. Number six, Mr. Soap. Number seven, Mr. Hungry. Number eight, Mr. Brass. Number nine, Mr. Hart. Number... Hey, can I, do the, can I do the one after number 14 when we get there? Sure. Number yeah. ten, Miss Sweetie. So that's little miss there. That's a little mister. Oh. Number eleven, Mr. Life and Mr. Death. Oh, two for one. Number twelve, Mr. Fish. Number 13, Mr. Moon. Number 14, Mr. Red, discontinued. Number 15, Mr. Money. <laughs> that's that's an interesting one there, Mr. Red, uh, discontinued. That's a lot, a lot of intrigue got brought up when that was just originally just in the list with no article or context or anything. They kill him off? Well, that's why everyone was Well, wondering. that also implies, if there's still one in these discontinued, that there's multiple versions of each. Mm, it implies a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Number 16, Mr. Lost. Number 17. <laughs> Number 18, Mr. Mad. Number 19, Mr. Scurry. Number 20, Mr. Stripes. The first time I read that, I thought it was Mr. Strips. <laughs> <laughs> Joker's trick. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Addendum 917-2 Document shown was in the profession of 917 states that it lost its Yeah, it's basically the same there Alright then, what's the next one, Dan Oney? 
So, uh, what did you think of Mr. Moon? For... Oh, yeah, outside context I was going to bring in. So, so, yes, outside context, sorry, yeah. you continue. I'm not sure how canon this was. This was sort of a tale that was posted about Mr. Moon. Uh, I really liked the tale, but it, it, doing that, it implies that when its part of its face disappears, when its face disappears completely, it is then actually, look. its face is the moon then. It's looking out from the actual moon and can see anywhere on Earth. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was like, that's where the man on the moon tail comes from, because hmm. he gets yeah, it's on there. Basically that, yeah. But it's like he can find you like while it's covered up there. Oh, that's creepy, but cool. Another thing, I, if it correlates to the moon, if someone were to like blow up the moon or something, hmm. what would happen to him? I don't know. Okay, so here are... Uh... I like, um, here's the thing about Mr. Moon. Mm. Alone as an SCP, he's not terribly interesting, but what makes him interesting is, one, the tale you mentioned, which I think might be fun to look at, but two, um, his notes and, like, the things in his document give us a lot of information about the other misters and how this sort of worked. Mm. Um, or maybe it was just we paid more attention to the letter this time, but it felt like we got, we figured out a lot more of things, um, with the... Yeah, Maybe it, it is just because we paid more attention to that letter. I don't yeah, know. It, we, we probably should have paid more attention to before. But I think there's a lot more interesting about Mr. Moon by the implications than that's actually in the article. Like, yeah, they work it, a lot better as a series than sort of single yeah. SCPs, definitely. And I think that might also have affected why I didn't like the first one as much. as On its own, it's like... You didn't have okay. the context at that point, I guess. I'm sorry, Sam. And who wrote this one? Um, this one we just read. Yeah, it says Mr. Moon created. Next to know, we've we've been through this. <laughs> oh, I'm stupid. Mr. Forgetful? Sorry, Is that you? <laughs> I'm Mr. Forgetful. You found me. Okay. Uh, Dexnote, uh, we, uh, good job. If if you want to be on the podcast, talk to. You can't just invite people on. Well, that's why I said he has to talk to you. Now you have to tell him about. What have you done? <laughs> actually, speaking of, actually, no, that's that's for after the podcast. Alright, continue. Huh? Next one. Okay, SCP-920. This is another Salmon Corbet one. Um, this is another one of the ones mentioned on the bottom notes. Yeah. So, we got a picture this time. Like, actually still there. You can see two oh, this people... one's another Euclid. Yeah, you can see two people walking on a beach there. SCP-920 on the left being escorted by Agent Blank on the right. Last known image of Agent Blank. <laughs> I don't like that. Item number, SCP-920. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. So we can have a first sentence crossed out here. Mobile Task Force IOTA-1, Mr. Hunters, are currently tracking its movements. And so I don't know if we've seen this before. It's like, this is sort of... We've seen Mobile Task Forces before, I think. But this is like when the first time we've seen, like, the format for them properly put together. So yeah. it's Mobile Task Force, Greek letter, number. And then they have a little cute nickname, usually. Yeah. Here's the funny thing about Mr. Hunters, is you can kind of read it two ways because of English. You can read it as the people who hunt misters, or you can read it as a guy named Mr. Hunters. Oh, Hunters. that'd be terrifying. <laughs> he hunts you. <laughs> currently, so, they, they always look to be actually updated now. So, currently, its movements are being followed by satellite observation. Oh, God. Tracking of it by land or air has been discontinued. Wait, hold on. Does, if they're tracking it and they can't put agents, does that mean this thing's on the loose? It's not being contained at all? Suggestions on efficient containment of 920 <laughs> may be submitted to Dr. Glastonbury. Dr. Glastonbury? I guess this, is, this happened prior. 
<laughs> this happened before. Oh god, the next sentence, oh my god. Any personnel encountering mobile task force IOTA 1 are to contact 054. <laughs> Where the fuck are they? This one's got a lot of upvotes compared to the other ones, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I like this one. I remember liking this one a lot. Yeah. Description. Right. SCP-920 appears to be an Asian male of indeterminable age. Transportation, movement, or direction of SCP-920 to a certain destination is physically impossible. It shows an inability to control its own movements and will instead wander about, being unable to choose a destination. Attempts at transporting it to any destination will result in transport is becoming lost. Attempts at directing SCP-920 will result in that SCP-920 becoming lost. Following it will result in SCP-920 and the follower oh. becoming lost. Oh, so that's that's why they can't contain it. It's not like some horrifying, evil, like, killer. It just, you get lost. There is no determinable point at which its effects will take place. Seemingly random events such as malfunctioning radar systems and GPS units, earthquakes, cloud formation, and severe human negligence have all been recorded to manifest when transportation of SCP-920 has been attempted. It appears to have a slight psychic pull, causing subjects that come in contact with it to feel a compulsion to walk and talk with him. Conversing with it is not recommended, as typically subjects will follow it and become lost. It does not appear to have normal human requirements, and can wander through deserts, tundras, and oceans without encountering difficulties. So addendum. It 920 was discovered at entrance expunged of Site Blank. However, during escort to Hall Blank, it escaped containment. It was later discovered outside a small time near town near Site Blank. Attempts at recontainment were discontinued following the disappearance of double digits personnel. Oh god. Addendum 920-2. The words Mr. Lost from Little Misters by Dr. Wondertainment are tattooed upon its left calf. This designation appears as 16 in document 909-A. It was originally discovered wearing a green hoodie, a white t-shirt, and jeans. The brand name Doctor's Orders is sewn into all tacks. Addendum 920-3. Yes, by lost we mean lost. Misplaced, disoriented, of course, whatever you like to call it. No, personnel have not been sent to another plane of infinite misters. <laughs> that sounds like some, something a commenter on the site would say, not like one of them. Mm. It's <laughs> uh, plane concerning, it says another... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, another? Oh, what? That's, that's a good point. <laughs> Where's the first one? Oh, no. Addendum 920-4. Just fucking unlimited blade works from fate, but with misters. <laughs> <laughs> on blank slash blank slash blank, SCP-920 was restrained by Foundation personnel, and Site-207 was established at his location to contain him. However, within blank hours, it became clear that personnel could not locate Site 207. <laughs> After blank days, it was abandoned due to critical supply issues. Okay, I'm glad that last addendum was added because I was going to wait for you to finish reading and I was going to say, why don't they just capture him and establish a base around where they captured him? But that exactly addresses why they can't do it. Yeah, so what do you think of Mr. Lost, though? I, 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 I like, like it. it. That's creative like at first when and i also like how it like subtly misdirects you because you remember you told me when we first started the series how they do the procedures first and then the description mm. so you read the procedures and it's like they're unable to contain him and they have to contact the 05 and you're like oh god is he some kind of crazy powerful murderer or like ultimate force and then you're like oh he just literally you get lost <laughs> it's like it's like kind of like playful misdirection or maybe my brain was just overthinking it or something but like still i really liked that yeah 
Like, it makes you think it's going to be something super dangerous. He's like, no, you just get lost, and you want to talk to him. Okay, so um, we've got one more mister for today. Yeah, I, I have noted, we haven't been on this call long. Unless this last one's really long, should we try and find some more to do? Um, Yeah, definitely. If we have, uh, if, if if there's still some time to go, we can see what, we, what else we can do there. Do you know what the recording time is at right now? I do not know. <laughs> I will find that out. Okay. But, well, I can just look. The first time you sent me a link was about 30 minutes ago. So. Okay, so maybe we should look at a few more articles here. Yeah. All right, so hit me up with the next one, bud. Okay, so... 920, definitely top of my list on Mr. So Far. So, uh, let's see if... Um, so, this one's actually by uh, a man called DJ Cactus, who's currently the number one writer on the site. Why does DJ... Oh, I was going to say, I thought that name sounded familiar. You must have mentioned him to me before. Yeah, so you'll notice the photo is quite a bit different on this article. Yeah, there's like pictures. It's wow, it looks altogether different. Even the left side of the site looks different. Yeah, so this is officially part of series one, but it's actually been made quite a bit later there, which is why it's a bit more sort of. As you can notice, the format is very different there. So the thing that's top... got the most upvotes, I think. Yes, yeah, so the thing we've got at the top here is something called the anomaly class bar that a few articles use these days. What what's it called? I'm sorry. The anomaly classification bar, I believe. I've not used it myself, so I'm not 100 percent sure on it. So it's like. We have the containment classes Euclid. We also have a few other classes, like how much disruption to society it does and how much... Is this an older or a newer thing? It's newer, but it, in fact, the old 527 got deleted, I believe, so this one sort of filled the slot. So how does how does this bar work? Can you, like, pre-generate it on the side, or do you have to graphically make this an Pre-generate, I believe, is sort of set up there. Oh, that's cool. So what does disruption class of lamb and risk class notice? I, I'm not as certain on those. Disruption class, I believe, is disruption to society if it got out. Risk right, class so is, like, threat level. Like, uh, that's just the name of the level. Mm -hmm. And risk class is just sort of danger level. Like what are the Is it, like, a 1 to 5, 1 to 10? I believe it's 1 to 5. I'm not 100%, so I really couldn't tell you. And the lower, the better it is for us, the higher, the worse? I believe the higher is the worse, though, yeah. One interesting thing about... So on the right of this bar, they have, like, a little hexagon with arrows. Mm. It kind of reminds me of, like how hazardous materials are labeled yes i believe like in that's science. the inspiration for it yeah yes that's really clever oh my god i hate this picture what the fuck is yeah that? i was gonna mention the picture so as you can see from the caption that is scp527 oh. oh it's a fish <laughs> i thought it was like a fucking weird triangle camera <laughs> so, <laughs> i wonder if you can guess which little mister this is <laughs> uh, i'm gonna guess mr fish is this his name yeah let's find out Item number 527, level 1, unrestricted, it says there. Containment class Euclid, description class of Lamb, risk class Notice. Special what does level, so level 1 means any person at level 1 or higher can go in? Yeah, there's no, well, this is like, the information isn't restricted, basically. Okay, so anyone can read this but D class. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, cool. special containment procedures. It's to be contained with a standard humanoid domicile at Site-19. No other it's containment... domicile. I think that's just, like, residence, basically. Ooh, no other containment procedures are necessary. Description. It's a male humanoid, 1.67 meters in height, which is biologically non-anomalous, with the exception of its head, which is that of a Puntius semifastriatus, or gold barb fish. It displays no other anomalous qualities. <laughs> the head of 527 functions the same as the head of any other non-anomalous human. It's capable of typical human speech. A tattoo reading, Mr. Fish, from Little Misters by Dr. Wonderment, appears on the bottom of its left foot. <laughs> Discovery. 
It was discovered in Boston by Foundation agents in 2002 and was moved to Site-19 in 2004. Oh, so it hangs out with Peanut. <laughs> Addendum 527.1. Initial interview. Can I be SCP-5... Damn it! I'll be Dr. Bing. Damn it! I really wanted to do a fish voice. <clears throat> Thank you for your cooperation thus far, SCP-527. We're just using this interview as a way to gauge any potential anomalous behavior we might not expect. All right. To begin, are you capable of breathing underwater? No. Are you capable of communicating with other fish or with other sea-based life forms? No. I see. When did you first discover your condition? Were you by any chance attacked or bitten by a fish you did not recognize or experienced an encounter with a sea-based deity of some kind? No. Uh, well then, you've been like this since birth? Yep. I... Alright, uh, do you know of any other anomalous traits you might exhibit? Sure don't. Like I told the other guy, this is all it is. You're looking at it. Lies, stripes, hot, sweetie, they got all the good stuff. I'm just the guy with the fish head. Do you have any idea why your creator might have fashioned you in this way? Fuck if I know. End log. <laughs> I love how this one has the most upvotes. And then you have the upvotes the document there. Oh, yeah. I really like this article. <laughs> it's so basic. It's not the point, it's, though. It's, like, charming, though. Yeah. I, I hate it because I judge the first one for being very bland, but there's, like, a charm to it. Mm. If if I could, I was going to make the voice sound like a blubbery fish, like, All right, blah, 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 no, no. No. But he's just a guy from a fish Like, hat. um, in our, in our JoJo RP, you know the voice you did uh, for the uncle? Uh, yeah. I, I was gonna try and do that voice. I like see. the, oh, well, I'll never. Or, how do you do it? Yeah, like that! Like that, that's what I imagined him sounding like. Okay, so, that's gonna be 527, Mr. Fish. It's actually, so this is, I, I'm sure DJ Katz would agree, this is his finest article. Um, um, I haven't read any other of his articles, but you said he's the top writer on the site. And I think one thing that kind of makes that stand out to me mm. is, in theory, this is like the same as the first Mr. We read, Ooh. like in, in that there's not much info, it's very basic. But just the way he writes it, not just the dialogue, but just in general, there's just a certain charm and efficiency yeah. to it that seems to be missing from the like, it's got sort of a professional touch. But it's hard to describe it. Like, if you read it and just think of what it is, it's so simple. But yeah. just the way it's written already makes it, like, steps above that first one. Sorry, Tom. I, also, I, I still can't get over I get it to fish now, but I, the first, like, minute I was staring at it, I thought it was, like, some kind of weird cheese camera. The fucking fake for the top part. <laughs> <laughs> this poor fuck. Mr. Fish. Life for suffering. Also, interesting, everyone else's mister was, like, tattooed on their calf, but this guy, it's on his foot. Yeah, that's uh, that's strange, I guess. Why is he disruption class of lamb, level 2? He's not level 1, so that means, I guess because he has a fish head, it would cause slightly more alarm. Yeah, that's. I think that's the, the justification for it. It's like, Jesus, what are you? Oh, Mr. F Hello, welcome back to Discovering SCP. We've had a commercial break. I have no idea what I'm going to put in that break, but we've been talking about what we're going to do next, and we're going to go away from the mysteries a little bit. And we're before just... before we go to the next one, though, I oh. had something that was on my mind. Go ahead. Um, so, so Mr. Fish was a... Yes. 
Now, here's where I get to make Tanhoney look like a fool. Uh-huh. So Tanhoney told us before that Euclids require uh-huh. maintenance on their well, uh, locked box. That was metaphorical. I didn't mean it literally. But um, in the case I, of I meant they Fate, needed attention. <laughs> apparently what Euclid actually means is that they may or may not leave because they're sentient. Uh, you don't know. I don't think Mr. Fish is busting up his containment center. <laughs> so. Uh, hmm. I think I, I've made you officially a fool in front of the audience, and I am now the master of this podcast. How fucking dare you. I've usurped your throne. So we got a new, uh, the next SCP is uh, <laughs> not Mr.'s really, Ed, we're actually looking at something completely different. Okay. And uh, this is actually, we're going to drench it out of Series 1, we're going to dip our toes into uh, Series 2 here. What's with, Series 2 mean? So, SCP-1425. Oh, every thousand is a series? Yes. So, so would that make SCP-5000 the first part of Series 6? It would, yes. Oh, wow! So you're super special. I am, yeah. Whoa! Thanks. Should I call you Mr. Series 6? If you want. <laughs> I don't want. So, okay. uh, let's have a look. SCP-1425. That's a nice, nice rating module there, we can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so right is this now. Also it, written by you. It is not written by me. I swear to God. Silver uh, Rusher. Yeah, Silver Rusher is a very good writer, and they kicked off well what this article is about. Right. So let's go through it. Like, no better way to find out than doing. Sure. Item number SCP one four two five. Object class safe. Special containment procedures. A single copy of the SCP is to be kept in a double locked archive in storage site forty. Access to it is to be completely restricted, barring express written permission of at least two of the following officials. The site director, the IED chief, the CMA head, or an O5 personnel. Oh, wow. This is serious. A second copy is contained in an undisclosed location under procedures divulged only to O5 council members. All forms of printed and televised media available throughout the United States are to be monitored for the appearance of keywords and key symbols from the list provided in CMA document 1425-A. Okay, so this shit is serious, whatever yeah. it is. Any located additional copies are to be turned over to CMA custody for destruction. In the event that a second SCP-1425 event begins to manifest, contact an official listed above immediately to initiate protocol... I think it's Ophucius. Ophucius. So, interesting phrasing there, a second SCP-1425 event... Yeah, that means something fucky has already happened that was a big deal. Okay, so... Which is kind of interesting. What is the SCP-1425? Because it's copies, so I'm guessing it's like a, a book or a script of some kind. Yeah, those are some good containment procedures. Yeah. So, description. It's a hardcover book measuring 20 centimeters by 35 centimeters by 5 centimeters and published in 2005 by the company Redacted Books, now defunct the Operation Stargazer Files. The front, co- the front cover bears the title Star Signals. The back cover has the following description. Did you know that some stars in the sky are dead, but we still see their ancient image? With the best-selling novel Star Signals, sold in four countries and translated into hundreds of languages, you too can tune into the celestial frequencies and then become like the stars. So just a quick note, there's already something ominous about the, mm. the way it's written. Like... The beginning line is like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, you might read that. But then something interesting to mention is it's only sold in four countries, but thousands, hundreds of languages. That's weird. And then even weirder is like, you can become like the stars. 
it just it's starting to give me like kind of an ominous like horror movie vibe. Yeah, it's, it's a really creepy way the first sentence like phrasing that as well. I know, right? It makes the first sentence way creepier than when you read it through in order. Yeah, this is a really good article. When a subject reads the full text, the book exerts a mild reality warping effect, influenced by the subject's desires, which in turn are influenced by the SCP see below. When a sufficiently large number of subjects are exposed to the effect, further complications arise in terms of mental health and the integrity of space-time. Jesus. See events log SCP-14205-05. Hold on, hold on. So it, it, it changes reality based on what the, the user desires? And it also changes what you desire, if that's to be believed. Hail to you! Oh, no. <laughs> so the document right. is a non-fiction book of the self-help genre. Advertises a manual which teaches the use of the five-step star signal method to achieve the reader's dreams and ambitions. The method itself is a program of visualization reinforced through mantras and positive affirmations. Unlike nearly all books of the self-help genre, SCP-1425 is directly efficacious in assisting the subject in achieving personal goals. That's really nice. Right, see, that's also a good line because, one, it's saying it literally helps, but two, it's like a subtle dig at self-help. Yeah. Useless! A, that's a good line. <laughs> the book has no content regarding practical measures to achieve goals. Instead, it speaks entirely on the star focuses and other wishful thinking rituals. These exercises, when conducted properly, demonstrably influence reality, beginning with a direct influence on the appearance of the star used in the exercise. Oh god. A reader who expresses a wish to win the lottery will receive a winning ticket within the next week. Any reader whose goal is a new car will find themselves driving it in the next week. The amount of work invested into achieving the goal outside of performing the prescribed ritual has only a supplementary effect. A subject who makes no special effort to pursue the focus desire still succeeds at a rate documented at roughly 80%. However, if the instructions for reading order and frequency are not followed correctly, the anomalous effect is either greatly diminished or fails entirely. So I want to I make a pause real quick, and yeah. maybe I will be proven wrong in future reading. But from what I understand, this um, can literally change reality based on desire, hmm. right? So if used properly, any SCP that's uncapturable, couldn't they use this to capture them? Like, say, let's look at Mr. Lost. Couldn't they literally change reality so, like, he no longer gets lost? Or, like, let's say there's an SCP that threatens the world, like 096. Couldn't you change reality to cause him to... to... Like, let's say Dr. Dan got a hold of this. Could he kill 096 through this? He maybe could, yeah, but we'll see why maybe we won't do that later. Okay, fair enough. I'm sure there'll be some, like, disastrous consequence of doing this. But it just seems interesting as maybe it could be like a last resort method hmm. for a dangerous phenomenon. In early chapters, these exercises are focused on two things. The exact goals that the reader has in mind, and the concentration on certain stars in the sky. This act activity is connected to the titular star signals. The SCP claims that the light emitted by stars carries a phenomenologic frequency, which is unique to each star, and which is connected to the phenomenologic frequency of each human's mind. Each of the book's ten chapters end with a star-focused ritual. This is a meditation performed each night with the central focus being a celestial body. The celestial body used is determined by a calendar excuse me, by a calendar given in the prologue. This ensures that all readers at any given time are focusing on the same place, no matter which section of the book they are reading. The tenth chapter is an exception. See document 1425-A. 
another thing is is it this book that's creating these effects or is it the stars and the book's just telling you how to use them? Mm. it's interesting For... so this see i can already tell it's a good article because it's giving me so many questions yeah. i want to know the answers Throughout its pages, it contains verbal devices intended to influence the mind of the reader during exercises. These include the combination of memetic triggers, and so uh, this isn't memes in the uh, <laughs> ha ha funny right, sense. Right, we know it's a, it's yeah. a memory. We've all known this. Not necessarily memory. Anti-memetic is things that can't or, be ideas that can't be transmitted. These are ideas like, that want to be transmitted. Yeah, so like a chant or a mantra. Yeah, and neurolinguistic programming to make the subject receptive to the ideas presented in the text and to optimize the results of its anomalous effects. Once the core ideas of the book have been introduced and worked upon, visualization exercises begin to include concentration on other concepts, including political and philosophical messages. The latter chapters of the book serve to alter the thoughts and desires of the user to confirm to a standard that would remain consistent across readers of the text. Approximately 60% of readers who read the entirety of the SCP exhibit a mental condition called Ojai Syndrome. Oh god, that can't be good. See event log 1425-2005. I hope none of the 05 have read it all the way through. SCP-1425 is believed to be written and published by operatives of the Fifth Church. Hold on, there's a link here. Do we read that as well later? Uh, no, not right now. Oh god, it's long. Yeah, yeah that's, leave that for that's... a moment. Yes, sorry. Whoopsie. And so this is, you mentioned, uh, I believe, last week or so, that we you've been told to maybe check out groups of interest here. Yes. So we've checked out Dr. Wondertainment, and the Fifth Church is another group of interest here. Okay, an influential... Oh, cult, God. whose membership consists largely of celebrities, including actors, musicians, authors, television hosts, and other personalities. Um, Do they have Tom Hanks? Uh, I can see you already know where this is sort of based on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that, immediately. At that time, the list of confirmed Fifists numbered... Um, that's Triple digit, I believe. Triple digits, with the list of suspected cultists counting excess of four digits. And as a footnote here, many of the confirmed individuals were easily identified through public appearances wearing the trademark Starstone, a polished green stone worn as a necklace, bracelet, or accessory. Okay, so this is like occult media. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of that book in, um, in ReZero, if you've ever seen that. Have you ever yeah. watched ReZero? I have, yeah. yeah and, and like you, you read the book and you become one of the people of the sin. Hmm, yeah. Sorry, I feel bad comparing this to like some weeb anime stuff, but like <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. These connections were utilized by the Fifth Fellowship in the form of celebrity endorsements and widespread media coverage used to make SCP-1425 quickly and exceptionally popular. <laughs> Due to these measures, as well as substantial word-of-mouth advertising, Star Signals became a national bestseller within two weeks of publication, and held this book position until the book was virtually purged from public knowledge by the SCP Foundation, using protocol Afusius. So, this got fucky, if you can tell that right now. And oh, I wonder what they had to do to all those celebrities and shit. I guess they gave them amnestics? So we'll have to see the... Uh... Yeah, there's three different logs here, and that's yeah. not counting the Fifth Church, which is for a whole other time. Yeah, Fifth Church is a big separate thing. That's sort of the hub where you can wow. see all the articles they have. Just already, though, so I, I totally understand now why they can't use that, because they risk becoming a cultist, which is too important. Hmm. To, like it becoming Not becoming one is too important, but like, even though there's still three accepts to go, I already this is easily my favorite, favorite one of the day. Hmm. It kind of gives me Chronicle of Davis vibes. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. 
but like very oh, different wow, sort of setting and everything here it's more modern i guess i really like this so that uh, document first one we've actually got some excerpts from the book oh sweet oh wow there's a lot oh this yeah. is long yeah so I- i'm gonna right, go through you... these as best as i can here sure i can read some too if you need me to there are some scripts later on so we can share those if you want yes so the following passages are taken directly from the text of scp-1425 these excerpts have been selected to minimize exposure to cognitohazardous mimetic triggers and other textual anomalies. So cognitohazard is another thing I don't know if we've run into yet. That's basically anything... Cognitohazard, I assume, means bad for the mind, bad that, for cognitive. You've got it, you've got it, yeah. You, how you perceive reality. Look at me, knowing science words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it. We're making it happen. So yeah. I but... think that's very sweet of them to pick out ones that won't fuck with people because you've told me before like SCP does not care about people's safety. Well, they care about the guy who reads it because they work for them, I guess. <laughs> the girl who's reading this—that's who they care about. Cassie. Cassie's son. Chapter two. Oh God! What if Cassie entered the book? Sorry, you know what? That's no. tangent. Continue. Chapter two, section three: the hole you exist around. Do you hey, feel of? Write that SCP. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Do you feel a void in your life? Everyone does, whether they know it or not. Think about it. You can feel it inside you right now. A heavy emptiness in the middle of your chest. It's a reflection of the one in your existence. Existence, like particles in quantum entanglements. Jesus, I didn't expect to get called out in a fucking SCP article. Do you remember how we talked about quantum entanglement? Nod yes. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you feel the emptiness. This is good. It's a blank slot waiting for you to fill it up with your deepest desires until your deepest desire is pushing up into your throat. You will gag on your need, and until you do, it is a resonation space for you to build your will like organ music in a cathedral. Hear the music now. This is not a metaphor. If your will is strong enough, there will be music now. Remember now that nothing in this book is a metaphor. I hate how well written this is. That's so creepy. Nothing in this book is a metaphor. Well, like, besides that, just reading the way it describes this, this is like shit you would read in cultist literature. It's like, it's like a self-help book. It's like slightly off here. They really did their fucking research. I love it. I love this This article so much. This way more than 993 upvotes. This deserves a lot of upvotes. Yeah. We'll take some of Peanuts' upvotes and put them on this one. I love that last line. I remember now, nothing in this book is a metaphor. That's just oh, that's so good. That's <laughs> that's good. I want that on my tombstone. Yeah. So chapter three, taking effects, section five. You are in time. Star focus. Find your night spot and begin to focus on your star. Uh, I'm not sure how to read it. It's a bit. Prog section three. Star focus. Conda. April blank. Epsilon Sagittari. If you can't find it in your star chart, it's the base of the hunter's bow and the brightest star in the constellation. As you stir up into it, use your mind-clearing word. Your medication is blank, blank. Now is our time. Here is our space. We take your star. We hold your bombs. Repay your debt. Blank, blank, blank. Don't All worry. All the blanks are four spaces. Uh, yes, I assume that. Don't worry about memorization. Any time you use your mind-clearing word, you'll remember them, even if you only read them once. If you do it right, your star will disappear. You'll feel it resonating with the others in your void. <laughs> so, implying that, because this warped reality, the stars will literally disappear, I guess. Inside the void in your throat. Your chest. Oh, that's like absorbing the star into... Oh! 
Wow, this is so well written. Oh my god. Chapter right, 5. Sorry. End of Act 1. Section 4. Two Days. If you have read this book correctly, and you have, tomorrow is the start of the weekend. Savor it. The five-day work week is an artifact of your world. You'll find out all about that on Monday. <laughs> During the next two days, put this book down. Don't pick it up. Yes, this means two days without your star exercises. Yes, this means that for two days, your will is not going to be with you. Don't even think about it until after the end of the sentence. Your will is being used for your good. Chapter 6, The Fifth World. Section 2, The Fifth Reason. In your current society, you're encouraged to be yourself, as if this is the key to making your desires real. What does quick, that mean? Quick stop, quick stop. Yeah. Um, so that is a very specifically Western ideology, which makes me think that the origin of this cult is somewhere in Europe or uh, North America. South yeah. America. So that's interesting. What does this mean? It doesn't mean anything. You can't be anyone other than yourself. If you were to be someone else, you would still be you, and you would be someone who is someone else. There is no getting out from under existence. Because you can't be anyone else, it stands to reason that, if you want change in your reality, it is the world that must change to suit you. You must mold your phenomenologic landscape into one where all your goals are achieved. Now imagine that the place where your desires are made real has a name. It's called the Fifth World. Oh, the Fifth Church. The Fifth World is the cosmos twisted around you into the shape you'll wish for. It has never been, but you can make it so. If the current world is like a tight, collared suit, then the fifth world is like a flowing robe that allows complete freedom of movement. You will never truly move before you move in the fifth world. You'll feel like a square on a piece of paper who is only just about up and down. Does sick mean that that was mis that, misspelled on purpose? That's, that means that is transcribed exactly there. Okay. Chap uh, chapter 9. So wait, yeah. what happens if two people with this book have directly conflicting desires for the world? Who can say? Oh. It's gonna... Chapter 9. Do not look away from the book. Section 3. Here and now. Some helpful advice that will save you in your coming weeks. Mirrors of other people. Sit in a dark room by yourself for at least an hour per day. Move around as much as you're made to. If you feel yourself developing a soul, go outside immediately and follow the direction of the smoke until you meet them. Oh, I don't like that. That's a link to another SCP. Yeah. I can tell by hovering over it. Yeah. Always listen for the sound slon of Troll Pilming Thay. Love the Archons. When you hate them, they see you. Chapter 10. You Cannot Wake Up. Section 1. Blank. Slon Tlero now Tlero Obra Fifth. Blank for children remaining sample expunged. <laughs> so it just goes into like fucking like Lovecraft speech. I assume smoke is too long to read. That's yeah, an entire other SCP there, yeah. Oh my god, this is deep. Alright. So what do you think of the uh, experts there? Fucking, it's just so well written because it feels like something you'd read in in like a self help book or or a culty book, but like twisted. And it just well, gets more and more fucky. I love the, t the chapter titles as well. Oh god, this is a really long article. I just clicked on yeah, the second. Is worth uh, it though. Do we have time, for all we have this? time of it. We'll do a special long episode. I love this one too much to stop. <laughs> we have to cut out all the misters. <laughs> Mista, Mista. All right, Mr. Gun, final one. Is, is, 
Is there a way I can like get water or something? Yeah, sure. We can take a make break for a minute. All right, podcast will be breaking for just a moment. It'll just be a cut for you though. Yeah, no worries. All right, are we off the record? We are. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm really loving this one, but it's so. <laughs> we'll get oh, through it. God. I need I need a drink. So, Donnell thinks that we've stopped recording, dear listeners, but you and I know that's not the case. He doesn't know that I've spiked his drink. You won't tell, will you? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll find you later. Hi. You're back. Me. All right, Tan. We just need to fill in another 15 to 20 minutes, Tan. <laughs> Oh, oh man, this is, the, this is the quarantine episode, I guess. I guess so. We've given some fans to listen to. Okay, Next. so... <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. We're going to keep going. Uh, all of <laughs> yep, you in quarantine, stay with us. <laughs> Assuming quarantine's still going on, because this is... Yeah, it probably will be. It will it'll definitely will. <laughs> yeah. So the fall... Oh, I was going to say, uh, if we're dead by that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. the, the following events occurred between the publication date of 1425, April 22nd, 2005, and the official end date of the event, May 11th, 2005. Okay, so within, like, three weeks of each other. Mm. Day 1, Monday, 4-22. The second print run of the SCP is completed simultaneously at three locations. The redacted publishing house main printing facility then located in Redacted, Texas, a smaller facility located in Redacted, Maine, and a third branch in Redacted, England. The first two factories ship 1425 to bookstores across America. The third is distributed through the British Isles. Did you read this, Tan? Uh, I did, yeah. And that's why you I'm like this like, now. How old would you have been, like, uh, nine? Uh, 15 years ago, so I'd be like nine, yeah. Yeah. Just reading this book, Changing the World. The first print run was, according to recovered documentation, a private distribution among members of the Prif Church be passed to friends and family. Day 8, Monday 429. Television host Blank Blank, name withheld following Operation Stargazer Protocol, daytime talk show Blank as its monthly reading circle special. The entirety of the episode is devoted to the promotion of 1425. The host claims that Star Signals rocked her world and that you'll see and feel the changes almost instantly. At the 31 minute mark, her guest, Hugh Laurie, jokes that the book's advice may be responsible for the host's success. He adds, I hope nobody hates you. What the fuck? <laughs> what? The host looks at the copy of the SCP in her hands for four seconds before remarking, fuck, it's finding the holes. This line is muted in its entirety in the West Coast feed, but appears uncensored in the live airing stirring much controversy on the subject of obscenity in television. Sales of the SCP grow to over 50 times the current rate over the coming week. Wait, what What happened? Who added the I hope nobody hates you, the host or the guy who made the joke? Uh, Hugh Laurie says that. Hugh Laurie? Yeah, he's the guest, it says. Her guest, Hugh Laurie, he adds, fuck, it's finding the holes? What does that mean? Well, who can say? <laughs> you've, been, you've been reading the fucking book. Uh... Day 12, Friday, 5-3. Reports of mental illness begin to increase in the southwestern United States. In Ojai, California, 
the Boyer family, a 45-year-old father, 50-year-old mother, and a 24-year-old daughter, who are admitted to an Ojai mental institution following what appears to be three simultaneous episodes of glossolia and violent and delusional behaviour. Hang on, I need to look up what glossolalia is. Mm. The phenomenon of speaking in an unknown language, especially in religious worship. The trio is located in a street several miles from their home, conversing loudly to each other about the surroundings. Witnesses report or overhearing the remarks, I love how the buildings don't line up anymore. And once I get conversant, I'll fix your tongues if I have to. (laughs) When a bystander approaches them, the mother remarks that it's not supposed to be out, and the father begins to assault them with a pocket knife. Oh, I guess they wished for a world where nobody else comes out or something? I don't know. Local law enforcement is notified, and when object officers arrive, the 24-year-old is, as a witness report, shouting nonsense, speculated to be similar to the text of Chapter 10, to the bystander who is being held down by the father and mother. The bystander is being made to repeat these utterances. When they make an error in punctuation, the father carves into four long-existing cuts made on the bystander's face, forming a square. The three are arrested, and the bystander is admitted to a local hospital for bruises and severe lacerations. Jesus. Day 13, Saturday. Oh, you know what? Mm. It said in the book, in the excerpts, like, you you leave your will and it does things for you. Are they, like, giving up their soul and, like, their individuality to make the world the way they want? I think so. That might be it, yeah. So, day 13, Saturday, 5-4. Foundation agents investigate the case of the Boyers and determine a possible link between their outburst and the book titled Star Signals. So something interesting here is we're getting like an initial response of it as well. We're seeing them work out what's going on. Yeah, the the world before SCP intervened. Yeah. Because, I mean, just because people are being crazy over a book, that's not necessarily anomalous at first Yeah, we have, we have to figure it out. Yeah. The copy is confiscated for examination, as well as a new copy from a local bookstore. Researchers note that although the book has been available on the market for nearly two weeks, no critical reviews or other analytical report have been published in newspapers, nor on television and roughly 80% of online reviews have been deleted by the website's owners. This is later determined to be an intentional action on the part of the Fifth Church. Part of its mind-altering effect is a reluctance to openly discuss the actual text of the publication, even in celebrity endorsements. Day 14, Sunday 5-5. The Foundation researchers studying Star's Eagles confirm the connection with the recent upswing in mental hospital admittance and arrests for irrational behaviour. So it's assumed that the SCP are usually more competent and better, like, this kind of thing than the police? Uh, yeah. Most of those affected by the syndrome are non-violent, but all identified cases contain the common threads of peculiarly delusional statements and speaking in an indecipherable, consonant-heavy language. Following in-depth analysis, Star Signals is classified as an anomalous cognito hazard and designated 1425. Researchers along the site director as, due to the SCP designation of the tech star signals, the Foundation ex- is experiencing a massive containment breach. Oh my god. Foundation agents determined that, based on the er date of the Reading Circle episode of Redacted Television Show, the strict instructions on it how, it, how it's to be read, beginning on Monday and continuing for one chapter per day, each weekday for two weeks, and a manifestation of the anomalous effect when the subject completes the full text of the book, the spike in symptoms predicted by researchers will be experienced on day 19, when the readers who purchased the book on the same day as the episode aired will have completed the program. Oh god. So that's that's the that's when it's getting most fucky. Oh god. So this is why they can't just use this book to catch an SCP. It's mm. not that simple. No. 
Oh, you may God. not want this. The, you, it does what you want, but you may not want the same thing by the end of it. Basically, yeah, you basically lose your fucking humanity. Day 15, oh. Monday 5-6. Foundation researchers in Site 40 and Foundation agents at 05 headquarters, in conjunction with Foundation subdivisions, the CMA, Communication Moderation Agency, and EID, redacted, lay out a process for retrieving, containing, and destroying as many instances of the SCP as possible. This plan is designated Protocol Afusius. Steps taken immediately upon implementation include The redacted publishing company is determined to be a front for the fifth church and is seized. MTF Feature 11 Wranglers, MTF Gamma 4 Moneylenders, and MTF Lambda 21 Cave Dwellers are sent to the Texas, Maine, and England printing facilities respectively. Cave Dwellers, is that a reference to Play-Doh? It might be. Uh, I don't know. All MTFs are met with armed resistance and engage with no friendly casualties. Publication is ended. The publisher's re headquarters in Redacted, California is commandeered by MTF Phi-1, hostile takeover. An international recall is issued through the use of EID intelligence. Foundation agents circumvent the Darcy Gulls media blackout. The press release claims that the 11th chapter has been omitted and the 10th chapter has been severely misprinted. Consumers are given incentive of a $25 voucher for returning a copy of Star Signals. Bookstores in America and England pull the stock for recall. The CMA monitors all national broadcasts, especially network television, for anomalies related to 1425. Any such anomalies are removed from broadcast through one of several classified means. Further action redacted. So they're having to do a lot of shit to get this under control. The worst part is, based on what we read earlier, that a first event already happened, is this probably wasn't enough. Mm. Something still happened. I do want to say, though, that um, an interesting thing, even though they obviously have kept two copies it mentioned for SCP research, unlike what they usually do with SCP, same like with what happened with 096, they made an effort to destroy it. Yeah. Because it's way too dangerous. Yeah, it's out of control here. Yeah. So, additionally, the first broadcast to be intercepted through the use of the protocol is during the daytime, daytime talk show Blank, which features prom further promotion of 1425. Television host Blank conducts an interview with musician Beck. At the 18-minute mark, the following incident occurs. Isn't Beck the guy that wrote that song, Loser? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I like that song. Do you want to be Beck, or should I be Beck? Yeah, I'll be Beck. I hear you're very spiritual. Does it influence your work? Yeah, it has to be. It's an influence on everything. No matter what I'm doing, I try to keep grounded. That's emphasis on try to. <laughs> There's a reason why it's it's uh, called practicing spirituality. You never get good Can at I it. Can I just say something? The camera angle changes to a close-up of the face. The host is staring directly at the viewer. You have to keep calm. Take a good deep breath. Remember what the man said. Stars may die in threes, but worlds die in fives. Like insects injected with maggots. What are we talking about? Um, hang on, real quick before I continue. Was that the host talking again, or was that just a viewer? The host, I think. But it said off screen. Well, yeah, I assume it cuts to back to get his answer. That's so weird. <clears throat> I don't actually, uh, remember. You were talking about celebrities. Yes, I wanted to ask. You know, Blank died recently. How has it affected you? audience size sadly uh why don't i just say i think we'll stay together audience cheers <laughs> what does that mean beck <laughs> i don't know this is so creepy i know it's like it, it could come across as cheesy but like bringing like actual people into it like 
imagine the celebrities just saying this on the like the news. No, it's clever. It really mm. is clever. And Beck is like the type of musician that probably would have fucking read a book like that. So it makes sense. So the network is contacted by the foundation and releases a public statement that Blank is suffering from exhaustion and will not be taping episodes in the following week. They are unable to be located for detainment. Day 16, Tuesday 5-7. Since day 12, several dozen instances of behaviour similar to that of the Boyer family have been publicly reported. Real quick. I'm sorry I keep interrupting. I just have so many thoughts about this. Um, So forgive me. But I think it's interesting how... This is probably one of the biggest major events that has happened in SCP, at least that we've read about, mm, right? Yeah. Um, and they talk about how they had to completely obscure this event. Yet, um, the the author of the article, or the article itself, mentions all the dates and even the year it occurred. Whereas every other article it's, that we've read, it seems like, even if sometimes the date isn't important, they censor it. Yeah. Like, is... they were very specific about when this happens, which I just want to say adds more of a realistic touch to it. Yeah, yeah, I like it as well. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no worries. The mental illness is dubbed Ojai Syndrome in television, online, and newspaper reports, and is to the general public entirely unexplained. Foundation testing on subjects of the disorder has demonstrated that a moderate dosage of class B amnestics is effective in treating the syndrome. Broadcast intercepted by Protocol of Fuchsius. Um, BBC, quite obviously, there. Uh, 24. No, this is uh, British, so. Oh, BBC. Yeah, I'll be the Brit- BBC, so no point in censoring it, SCP. I know why it's what, behind there. 24 wow, hours news. You didn't work. think we'd have a Brit reading this, did you? An interview between Pundit Blankety Blank and Parliament member Redacted begins to cover events which have never actually occurred. The MP, for example, considers the consequences of a revolution in India in 1921, which he describes as shorter than the Boston Massacre and ten times as bloody. A transcript of the end of the interview is provided here. So which That's one... got to be a consequence of their desires. Mm, so oh, which... so... which one do you want to be? Um. Okay, I'll be the... What's MP? Uh, it's like the Minister of Parliament there. Alright, you should be that because you're the British guy. Okay, I'll be the interview then. You know, there are some people out there who believe that if we wish something didn't happen hard enough, it really didn't happen. And they're right, you know. It's about quantity, isn't it? They don't have to wish very hard, but there have to be a lot of the suckers. It works both ways, you know. I found my own assistants unable to tell me whether Gandhi ever committed public suicide. They, they honestly can't remember. And this isn't a matter of poor education. In u- university, they were completely aware of what happened at the time. Ask them about the machine elves sometimes. See how many they can name. At this point, goodness no. They couldn't name a Darrow that killed their own parents. <laughs> hey, why hasn't your Prime Minister been eaten yet? Give it a week. <laughs> oh, give it until Friday. It's always great to see you. Come back on if you can be outside next week. Thanks, I'll take you up on that. Anyways, let's get back to... Blank? The interviewer's co-host is visibly uncomfortable. Are we still on? That is so weird. So, oh, I love that script, because at first they talk about something like, oh, they can't remember about Gandhi, and then it's like, wait, Gandhi didn't commit suicide, and then they're like, Darrow elves, and then they're like, when are you going to get eaten? Oh my god. So, uh, Darnell, tell me about how many, <laughs> what do you think about the machine elves? What did you say? You cut out a lot. What do you think about the machine elves? Uh, I hate elves. Well, can you name some of them? Uh, yeah, Grinko, Stinko, and Pinko. Oh, you, you do know your machine elves. Yeah, I hate them all. I hate elves. Day 17, Wednesday, 5-8. 
The recall is a moderate success. Approximately 200,000 instances are destroyed, uh, confiscated and destroyed by incineration. Additional claim is released to the press, indicating that copies of star signals may have been contaminated with ricin due to an attack by domestic terrorists. I think it's ricin. Yeah. Which is like a poison that just by touching it kills. They're rarely just shoving on as many cover stories as they can here. Yeah. That's like the shit like the CIA uses. Yeah, but they've already done the other cover stories. Like, we need more. Yeah. Various subjects who are afflicted with Ojai syndrome are gathered by the foundation and administered a series of doses of clampospy amnestics. They return to their mental facilities with a sharp decline in symptoms. The foundation is granted emergency permission by the CDC and the NHS to treat Ojai syndrome sufferers following a partially fabricated presentation in which the illness is presented as a condition caused by a parasitic organism. So here's something interesting. Hmm. The CDC and the NHS know that the foundation exists. Yes, it looks, it implies this, yes. the foundation has a hold of technology like amnestics, but the CDC doesn't. Hmm. Which is super interesting, because that means the foundation must have some incredible medical team. Yes. To come up with it outside the CDC and then consequently keep it secret. Exactly, yeah. So several international cases are reported, but these are highly sparse and too difficult to track. Broadcast intercepted by Protocol of Futures. North Carolina Public Access Children Program, Peppy's Backyard. The host, a man in rabbit makeup referred to as Peppy, is speaking to several children sitting on the set in a semicircle. Okay, you were made to be Peppy. Okay. We're all right, kids. I think you'll be surprised at our, by our next guest. He's a clown that teaches as well as he learns, and dishes it out as well as he takes it. Because nobody hates... <clears throat> we don't have any guests today, Peppy. And what are we doing? This episode is about being creative. Really? Sorry, I got distracted, I guess. Kids, play close attention. I'll teach you how to make candles out of whoever you find lying around. I have what? No! Stop being such a squirt! Cut! So, uh, this is a little uh, reference to maybe another SCP you might have noticed in that first uh, little line. What is it? Well, he's a clown. He teaches as well as he learns. Is that actually a reference to It is to actually a reference to Bubble, yeah. It is? It is, yeah. Wait, Bobble was made before 2012? He was, yeah. Was Bobble one of your first SCPs from over nine years ago, a third of your life? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So, uh, presumably, cool. Bobby was about, Bobble was about to come walking out. Um, executive decision as co-host. We have to read Bobble at some point on the podcast. We do have to, yeah. I love Bobble. Okay, so day 18, Thursday 5-9. The rate at which instances of the book confiscated begin to slow. Most remaining readers are under the influence of its suggestion and have no intention of relinquishing their copy of the text. In metropolitan areas across coastal America and major cities in Britain, as well as towns in the southern US near Foundation facilities, and known to be areas where the sect known as Southern Fifism has taken root, agents travel from door to door in hazardous material suits, using cover story that copies of star signals have been contaminated by rice and powder. A small percentage of occupied houses containing subjects moderately affected by the book who resisted agents, who resorted to physical coercion into confiscating the book. During the personal intervention operations of days 18 and 19, nine subjects under the effects of the book are terminated in America due to the impending the continued execution, impeding even, the continued execution of the protocol, and only four such incidents occur in England. In Britain, where the if church's influence seems to be much weaker, the SCP is believed to be almost entirely eradicated. Oh, good for you guys. In an incident quickly concealed by the United States government, three senators, names redacted, 
attempt to report President George W. Bush to the FBI. In the official report, the legislative officials claim that President Bush is imposturing because he was executed months ago. The senators go on to suggest a live execution on broadcast television, which will definitely take. Wait a minute. Is that part of their desires, I'm guessing? And if this had gone all the way through, then that would have happened? Maybe. They unanimously insist that it be hosted by comedian Donna Carvey, who could have his fingers force-fed to him as an opening sketch. <laughs> Broadcast intercepted by the protocol. The May 9th episode of popular talent show American Idol is removed from Ur in its entirety. After approximately 10 minutes of advertisements and preliminary introductions, the host, Ryan Seacrest, stops with introducing the first contestant. Transcript follows. So Hold there's on. a few people in this one. I want to know about the episode, the ninth episode of American Idol in 2012. Let me look this up. Uh, ninth episode, American Idol, 2005. I don't know what you will find there. Oh, it's Paula Abdul. Abdul isn't the contestant. Right, yeah. Oh, it's the... Oh, man, it's all the original judges that aren't on there anymore. Okay, uh, there's like four of them, so we have to be two each. Yeah, so which one of us has the best Simon Cowell impression? Probably you, because you're British. Okay. Uh, I, I want to be Ryan Seacrest, and I want to be Jackson. You can be Paula Abdul and Cowell. Okay. Now let's get down to business. You probably remember our first singer from last week when he made his version of Paula. Are you crying? The judge's hand is over her face and her voice is shaking. I just feel kind of sick. Ladies and gentlemen, Paula's had a long week. Audience laughs. You think it might be happening? I think you need to go, go on with the show. Simon Cowell, another talent judge on the program, is sitting to Paula's left. No, no, we want to hear about this. I think it's coming up. I just want to let everyone know, right now Paula can't see us. Her vision is obscured by a world that's being slaughtered like a cat. Fresh cavities open in the earth like sucking maws, because it doesn't wait, to wait want to wait for the flesh to cool. Their teeth melt as they're cremated alive. The host looks towards the camera. Come on, Jim, focus in on her pain. We might need it for later. Several members of the audience laugh. Paula oh. Abdul's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Paula Abdul sits up as her neck wrenches backwards as if by spasm. Her mouth opens wide and a thick black smoke begins to spew forth. Is that smoke the SCP from earlier? It may be. And there you go, Randy. Referring to the third panelist on the far left, Randy Jackson. Take a deep breath. You might be able to join her in hell. I'll do that shit in my own home. Ryan, just take off the mask. We aren't even on the air right now. This? The host tugs at his cheek with his left hand. This is real. You'll have to rip it off me. You're alive with the words, right? I'm alive with the words. Go on. This, this, oh, this is followed by two minutes of silence from the host, judges, and an audience. After that, Seacrest, Cowell, and Jackson imitate Paula, emitting smoke upward from their mouths into the studio. At no point does the audience audibly react. This continues until the end of the episode, with the camera angle focused on the judges, occasionally interspersed with a close-up of an audience member frozen in shock or weeping silent. So interesting about this is all of these all of these celebrities are still alive, so they survived this event and mm. don't remember it. That, so I guess it's not a really lethal. good one, that one. That's terrifying. I'm like getting chills. <laughs> so good. This is legitimately fucking me up, Dan. And we're not even close to the nineteenth yet. Day nineteen. Friday. Oh. Five ten. Nope. Right, but they said uh five nineteen is when the thing is. Hmm. As efforts made to enforce the protocol reach their peak. Behavior consistent with descriptions of Ojai's syndrome reaches its zenith. Foundation protocols find Ojai's syndrome suffers in the streets, 
claiming to be following smoke as outlined in the text. The event is presented to the news as a result of a foodborne parasite, and individuals are instructed to report to local hospitals where the Foundation provides amnestic therapy. A total of 400 individuals in the US and 300 individuals in Britain are located in treats eaten with Class B amnestics. Note, this indicates that efforts prior to 51005 in Britain were much less sufficient than previously thought, further inquiries recommended. Oh my... Broadcast intercepted by the protocol. On a daytime talk show Blank, host Blank hosts an episode alone. The studio is dark and apparently contains no audience. The host carries a lit candle for illumination. Two candles are used, though it's unknown how they're being operated. One is set up to capture Blank, and the seat across from her, one is directly in front of her. What so, does the fifth church have to gain from this? Getting that fifth world, baby! Okay, so... Oh, am I reading this or are you? Uh, I'll read it. Blank greets the audience, her face lit from below. Her face is flushed and bears smeared makeup, indicating recent crying. She explains in a flat voice that the lights in the studio have been shut off, an act which she finds preferable as she does not want to see what's in here. She conducts an interview which she claims is with comedian Dave Chappelle. However, he is never seen, nor is the chair he's claimed to be seated in, and no response to her questions is audible. She reacts as if hearing responses, however, sometimes breaking into laughter or wiping tears from her eyes. Subjects range from the mundane, the latest season of the sketch comedy series Chappelle's Show, to more anomalous topics, such as astronomical events related to the text of SCP-1425, including Redacted. At the 20-minute mark, she is speaking directly into the camera when she is interrupted by a black glove hand grabbing her mouth from behind. A muffled scream is heard from the host as she is pulled backward from her seat and the candle's light is snuffed below the frame. Foundation agents who are deployed to the studio arrive, presuming that a blank statement that the show is airing live were accurate six minutes after this event. The studio is completely empty with no sign of recent activity. Oh my god. It gets so bad. It's like, this is probably one of the darkest SCPs we've written. And also, I, I know we're not even finished, but this is hands down my favorite one. So far? Yeah, it's it's just my favorite It's just so good. Nice, nice. It's like really, really dark. So day 20, Saturday 5.11 and onward. Fewer than two, uh, two digits copies of 1425 are believed to be extant in society not counting any which remain directly in the hands of the Fifth Church. Over the next week, of over 200 sufferers of Ojai Syndrome are cured and released, and 24 celebrities offer apologies for erratic behaviour displayed during the incident. Know that all personalities involved in televised incidents claim to have no memory of the events, including any crew and audience members present. Continued monitoring of subjects treated for Ojai Syndrome indicates no apparent long-term effects. The protocol enters its final stage, the first part involves continuous international surveillance for the SCP-related incidents and redacted. Since then, only one broadcast has been interrupted due to the protocol, a British celebrity news programme which aired footage of Prince Harry they expunged consistent with the 510 broadcast. The second part consists of the systematic elimination of all records of star signals, Ojai syndrome, and any related incident from public record and public history. All film and print records of SCP-1425-related events have been eradicated. Unclassed amnestic program 1425 left, data expunged. <laughs> Measures yeah. to neutralize the Fifth Church as a threat to the goals of the Foundation are put into the planning phase in a mission which would later be designated Operation Stargazer. See Stargazer documentation. <laughs> you were right, by the way. Day 19, May 10th was the, the, the final yeah. day. I... 
but what happened? It seems like they had it under control. Yeah, so we got one last uh, document here, which is level three or clearance or higher only. Am I cleared for that as a junior researcher? You are not, but we're hacking into the mainframe here. So let's let's open it up. So uh, I'll, I'll get through this. It's a long one. Okay. So if you're learning of event 1425 for the first time, the details reported here may come as a surprise. It's a hard notion to swallow, even for a foundation researcher, that we could cut three weeks of Western culture from memory and history. That doubt is justified. The party line is that the SCP Foundation is all capable and all prepared. But if you're reading this, you've heard a little candor. The incontrovertible fact of the event is that we got lucky. Circumstances won the day for a number of reasons. Those reasons not listed in the event log, not all emissions leave helpful little notes behind. 1. The situation was much worse than we realised. If you case you haven't been here long enough to read between the lines, this wasn't just a containment breach. One reality warping metaactive fantasy book outside of consistent custody is a containment breach. A million such objects in uncontained circulation, well the official term is impending CK class reality restructuring event, and they would have gotten away with it too as I'm about to explain. 2. The cleanup in England was a fiasco. The eradication of the SCP from Great Britain failed substantially and we didn't realise it until it was nearly too late. On Sunday, a day after the officially marked end date of the event, there was an existential shift during a royal parade where fa when thousands of loyal subjects were together on the streets. From 11 o'clock to 11.45, London looked to anyone paying attention like it had been dismembered and sewn back together with a Glasgow scowl and things wrinkling under the skin. What's a Glasgow smile? It's like when you get... It's like, the, it's like Joker's trick when he gets his mouth cut open. Oh. Oh, that's creepy. Even I will not describe what they did to the Queen. Nobody remembers it, of course, and the only camera that captured it was an old Betamax camcorder. Yes, we have the tape. It's a taste of what would have happened had we not acted quickly or effectively, or if it, we hadn't been assisted. What the fuck did they do to the Queen? Who knows? So, London got, like, fucking reality-bended to fuck for about 45 minutes, from what it says. That's terrifying. Free. We had help. We had a lot of it. For one, the Fifth Church was covering up its own actions for us, especially once its focus shifted from remaking the world to damage control and PR integrity. We don't know how they managed to keep basically everyone from discussing the actual contents of the SCP, jump up to mind control, nor how they kept the memories out of the heads of any eyewitnesses, including studio audiences. Chalk up to reality bending, I suppose, but their secrecy did half our work for us. I should add that further action redacted covered a lot of messy business. Most of it was taken out in case the Fifth Church got their hands on the information, but I'm getting ahead of myself. One such point is the full cooperation of the FCC and Ofcom and allow us to kill broadcasts wherever required. The favour we did to make them oh like us like that is beyond even my clearance. What's Ofcom? Uh, off, that's like the yeah, British equivalent of FCC. Okay. I, I wonder what favour we did them. Yeah. <laughs> For it wasn't enough. Protocol of Fuchsia's spookiest of all spook shows was a massive expenditure of our resources, which did a lot of good, but it wasn't a complete success. Our expert procedures for voiding star signals in the public consciousness, primary among them were being this expectation that the cover story will be swallowed and society's attention will be moved on, left certain gaps behind, to say the least. Another point in the protocol was a certain SCP object, which was to be used only if absolutely necessary, and we used it. We're still dealing with the consequences of activating Project Left, but I do not regret the decision. 
Sometimes you have to cut deeper into a wound to clean the infection. What the fuck was that other SCP they used? Is I don't know. Found? It shows that that's serious, though, because they don't use these things. Right. Five. The IID's lucky number, apparently. We were betrayed. The investigation carried out in the England sites uncovered the reason that Avushas was less effective there. Fifest infiltration. Another secret of the church, leaking in acolytes under our radar for a year, maybe longer. Needless to say, we purged the English sites of any moles so quickly it'd make your head spin. That is, unless you're a southern physicist, and it, physicist, and it does that already. Oh, so they fucking decapitated you. Hmm. I leave you with a warning. Command's stance on the topic is that the sleepers have been eradicated, but it is my belief that the operation was not local. If at any point you detect a whiff of bullshit, or smoke for that matter, tell your director. Hell, tell me. And if you're a fifth as yourself, and you're reading this, I can only congratulate you on your success. Does the phrase A, uh, but I should say, does the phrase A asterisk A asterisk mean anything to you? It does to me. Make sure to ask your deacon. Is the A... I don't know what that means. So it never really said what that means, but apparently it's something that a fifthist would understand and be like, oh, fuck. Uh, so is this guy anti or pro-fifthist then, uh, if he knows? It's like, I know this, you don't want me to know this. So it's like, oh, fuck, I won't mess with that. Oh, God. So Jer Erlenmeyer, director at EID, Liverpool. And so that's... Jay Erlenmeyer, and the director of the, aka the director of the EID, is like a pretty, don't fuck with that guy. Yeah. And this was written over a year after it happened, because it happened in May and uh, April and May 2005. Yes. This I... is August 2005. There was a lot of cleanup for this. It took like a year, it looks like. Wow, this is... This deserves way more fucking upvotes. It's so good. I love this article. It's genius. Uh, and again, I think you mentioned who wrote it, but it was Silberescher. Oh my god. Just, I'm blown away. Everything about this, just I can't even begin. The tone, how it was written, the creativity of the chapters, the descriptions, the level of effort. There's so much detail. It builds up the story I, so well. This this deserves way more attention than it, I, it, I'm assuming it got with how many of them. It's, this is definitely a top-tier article. Wow. I'm blown away. I'm floored that this wasn't written by like a professional author. This could be like its own book. There's so much quality right in there. Just, I want to upvote it. I don't have an account. Dan only pressed the plus for me. I've already done it, my friends. I've only done it years ago. <laughs> this is... This is... Outside of Cassie, who is my favorite because she's my waifu, this is, like, easily my favorite that we've ever read. Um, and it's probably going to stay that way for a long time unless you can show me something really amazing. Yeah, so hopefully we'll we'll get a lot of stuff that you like. Wow. I'm floored. <laughs> I, when you were like, this is going to take a while, and I looked at this, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long episode, but wow, was that worth it. Worth. Worth every minute of Joker's trick. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest oh. trick the Joker ever pulled was Joker's a trick. Glass, a Glasgow smile. <laughs> oh, I don't know what they did to the Queen. Tan, what did you do to the Queen? What did you do when you were nine years old? I read the book, and I loved every second. I know you changed reality too. Mm -hmm. I made myself a good SCB offer. Uh, I was going to say, so you'd win the 5,000 contest. Okay, this guy knows too much. Get out of here. <laughs> Wait, what? Take him. 
No. And that's the end of our article to, uh, our podcast today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Ignore Donnell's screams. So we're all going to uh, we're going to have another episode next week. And don't forget, a glass for you.